It's another edition of our podcast series, Columbus Community Hospital HealthCasts. Hearing that you have breast cancer can be a frightening experience, and one way to reduce your fear and anxiety is to learn about the condition and your treatment options. Joining me now with more on breast health and self-awareness is Dr. Jeremy Albin, a general surgeon with Columbus General Surgery. Dr. Albin, thank you for your time. When it comes to breast health and breast cancer, what conditions do you see most often? You know, we see the full range of breast conditions here in our Columbus Clinic. You know, anything from the very benign stuff, just uh, what we would call breast pain or mastalgia, to, you know, lumps and, and, and bumps and masses and things that are uh, can be concerning to people. And then, you know, we also see um, concerning masses, you know, abnormal mammograms, things that have been picked up uh, on screening exams, typically done by the radiologist, and then also um, recently diagnosed breast cancers and then follow up as well. So we generally take care of all of those things here in our office. So when it comes to these conditions, can they impact both men and women? Yeah, you know, we don't typically associate breast cancer or breast problems with men, but men are at risk uh, of these conditions as well. You know, uh, 1% of breast cancers that are diagnosed every year actually occur in men. And other things that can happen to men as well is a painful swelling of the breast tissue called gynecomastia. Typically, that's related to hormonal treatments or various medications, but it's, it can be problematic. And then um, there are also cosmetic reasons why men may seek to uh, get evaluated for, the, for breast diseases as well. So you were talking about some of these signs and conditions. When it comes to breast cancer, what are some of the signs that we really need to watch out for? So most uh, breast cancers are actually diagnosed on imaging studies. Uh, that would be mammograms and ultrasounds. But if you're someone who is uh, diligent in doing your own self-breast exams, and things to watch for would be changes in the contour of your breast, changes in the feel of the breast, uh, specifically things uh, that can uh, prompt an evaluation or further examination would be discharge uh, from the the nipples. Uh, we generally, in women, that's uh, what we would worry about for breast cancer would be um, one side versus both sides. Uh, and especially if that discharge is bloody, that can be a symptom of underlying problems. Other things to watch for can be dimpling uh, or reddening of the skin. If your skin starts around your breast, may start to look like um, what we call an orange peel, or have that uh, appearance of an of an orange. If it gets uh, in, you know, if it gets swollen or hard, those are all things maybe to certainly get in to visit with your physician about. They may be end up being benign, but they may also be signs of underlying problems. So uh, all those things should prompt a visit to either your gynecologist or your primary care provider. And of course, you can always call our office and we'd be happy to talk with you about those things as well. Certainly things to know about. And you mentioned imaging. When should someone start screening for breast cancer? So the typical recommendations uh, for women uh, of average risk for breast cancer start at 40. Mammogram is typically performed every year uh, until the age of 69 or 70, and then uh, it is up to the, uh, patient, uh, the, the patient and their doctor after that whether uh, continued screenings are necessary. Uh, in addition to the mammogram, 
Oftentimes, women with dense breasts will need to undergo an ultrasound as well that just provides some additional clarity to the uh, to the radiologist who's looking uh, looking for things uh, within the within the breast. And some women do need to get start screening um, earlier than others, specifically women who are at a high risk of breast cancer, whether that be from uh, personal history of breast cancer or family history of breast cancer uh, or a family history of certain types of genetic diseases that uh, would cause a woman to be at higher risk for breast cancer. In addition, um, sometimes an MRI would be indicated, although that's fairly rare. So, Dr. Alban, is there anything that can be done to prevent the risk of breast cancer? The only way to prevent uh, breast cancer would be to remove all the breast tissue. In a majority of people, that's unreasonable. However, in a certain number of people who have a genetic predisposition for breast cancer, that's, uh, if you recall, Angelina Jolie uh, has the BRCA breast cancer gene. She did choose to have a bilateral or a double mastectomy to remove all the breast uh, breast tissue in her uh, on her chest in order to remove uh, dramatically reduce her risk of breast cancer. Even in that situation, however, there's still a 1 to 2% risk of breast cancer. Now, I want to um, let, you know remind you that um, 1 in 8 women uh, will get breast cancer, and so it is a incredibly common uh, cancer. That doesn't mean it's... Uh, it, excuse me. It's, it happens to a, a large number of women, and so it, when it does happen, when you do get that diagnosis, um, know that you're not alone. Um, Mm -hmm. Other things to talk about in regards to risk of breast cancer. Breast cancer is typically uh, hormone sensitive. And so doing things uh, and having things in your history to reduce your uh, exposure to um, hormones such as estrogen and progesterone actually do reduce the risk of breast cancer. So the number one thing that people can do to reduce their risk of breast cancer would be, if you are uh, overweight, would be to lose weight. We know that excess fat uh, is acts like an additional organ that produces a large amount of estrogen. And so by reducing the excess weight we carry, that lowers uh, the risk of breast cancer. Additional things that not you may or may not have control over, but that can reduce the risk of breast cancer uh, would, do have to do with estrogen exposure. So typically, women who begin their cycles later in life, women who start menopause earlier in life, and then the number uh, of pregnancies that a woman has undergone will also reduce the risk of breast cancer. Certainly, that does not eliminate the risk of breast cancer, but they can reduce the risk. Right. You mentioned one in eight women will be diagnosed with breast cancer. After someone is diagnosed, what treatments and surgical procedures do you offer? Yeah. We are fortunate in our community to have a full range of uh, cancer services. Uh, and so not only these from the surgical side of things, but also uh, oncology, medical oncology and radiation oncology are available here in our community. In addition, um, for, uh, in addition to that, we also have reconstructive surgery um, on site as well. Uh, so in terms of uh, what we offer to the women and men who come in uh, with breast cancer, um, typically it has to do with the uh, stage of breast cancer that they're diagnosed with, whether it's what we call a stage zero, which is uh, cancer cells that have not invaded, or even up to, even a, a stage four, which is um, 
uh, breast cancer that has gone to other organs. Um, we can offer uh, surgical treatments to help with that from um, removing a small uh, amount of the breast tissue uh, to removing the entire breast. Um, the s small surgery is what we would call a lumpectomy or partial mastectomy. The larger surgery is uh, that what we traditionally think of as the mastectomy, where we try and remove all the breast tissue. Now, in addition to that, uh, we do, uh, in order to get an accurate picture of how aggressive or, or how advanced the breast cancer is, we do also sample the lymph nodes in the underarm, and that's, um, those are called axillary lymph nodes. And we'll oftentimes do um, an axillary lymph node biopsy where we only take a few uh, lymph nodes out to see if the breast cancer has moved into the lymph nodes. In addition, we also can do a axillary lymph node dissection, meaning where we take a majority of the lymph nodes in the underarm if uh, it appears that uh, from our clinical exams that the uh, that there's already uh, breast cancer in the underarm. Uh, and that just helps us determine uh, how aggressive we need to be with our other uh, modalities or ways of treating breast cancer with chemotherapy, radiation therapy, and hormonal therapy. Mm -hmm. And Dr. Albin, my last question, if there's one thing you would want people to remember or think about when it comes to overall breast health and self-awareness, what would that be? I think it's important for people to continue to do your self-exams. No one, uh, no doctor is going to know or understand your body as well as you do. And so if you think something is wrong or has changed, it's very important to get in and talk to somebody about it. It does not have to be a general surgeon. It could be your gynecologist. It could be your primary uh, physician or provider. But talk to somebody about it and get it evaluated. Uh, certainly, any time. Uh, that you are dealing with breast cancer, the earlier that you can uh, treat it, the better the uh, outcomes are. Uh, breast cancer is a, a tremendously treatable disease uh, with outcomes, uh, you know, cure rates in the, you know, 90s, 90% uh, range. All right. Well, that is really good news. And Dr. Alvin, thank you so much for your time. For more information on breast health or Columbus General Surgery, Visit ColumbusHosp.org. That's ColumbusHosp.org. This is Columbus Community Hospital HealthCast from Columbus Community Hospital. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.